1: Welcome back to the Seth Leapson shows. We head into our second hour here this Monday, July 19th, 2021. Is am, am am I the only one Am I the only one that finds it just a little odd that Vice President Kamala Harris goes into the hospital on Sunday? after meeting with five of the Texas legislators who had reported positive for COVID and all were told is it was a routine doctor's visit. Am I the only one who finds this interesting with no further updates since yesterday? I don't want to be macabre about this, but a vice presidency with a 78-year-old president who a lot of people think is showing signs of decline is a little more important than most vice presidencies. Am I the only one who finds it a little odd? There's no massive curiosity from the media. There's no pressure uh, for a released picture, photo, or update on the vice president. You'll recall... When President Trump, and I understand the dis- difference between a president and a vice president, but in this case, the vice president's been tasked with an awful lot, an awful lot. Am I the only one that finds this really interesting? Um, when the president, Trump, went to the hospital, you'll recall we didn't really hide any photos. He walked to the helicopter and allowed the cameras to show him walking to the helicopter. He cut videos from the hospital to update the American people. One can argue whether this looked good or not, but he even allowed the press to take rolling video of him leaving the hospital. The headlines. I remember how big they were. I remember how big they were because the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, CBC, interviewed me several times for my perspective on what it meant that the president was in the hospital with COVID. But just a few roundup of headlines. The New York Times, Trump hospitalized with coronavirus. New York Times, Trump was sicker than acknowledged. Forbes report, Trump's COVID infection was severe. Uh, Live updated NPR, Trump tests positive for coronavirus. Uh, Trump leaves hospital after COVID treatment, VOA News. Trump hop. I mean, on and on it goes. Uh, something like 15.6 million results when you search Trump hospitalized in COVID. Um, is, is, is it not of curiosity that there's just nothing about Kamala Harris in this? I think it's interesting. So I went to the White House website to see if her office had put out a press release on her condition, which it had not. But I was surprised by this. When I went to the WhiteHouse.gov website and put in the vice president, what popped up was the WhiteHouse.gov slash administration site, the Biden-Harris administration. The Biden-Harris administration. Okay. Joe Biden is number one. Vice President Kamala Harris, number two. Guess who's number three? Guess who's number three in the White House? I have never seen this before. First Lady Dr. Jill Biden. She's part of the Biden Harris administration. Did you know that? Now, if you then click on her picture, it's a perfectly warm and cuddly biography of her. And from all I know of her, she's probably a very kind person. I I just don't have any, I've never seen a report saying otherwise. You see reports about some politicians or some political leaders and some spouses and kind is not something um, that comes up. I think most people would not describe Hillary Clinton as kind and wouldn't have in 1993 either. Fair enough, fair enough. So all I'm saying is Jill Biden is a perfectly kind person, but when it lists her duties as first lady, it says, continues her work for education, military families, and fighting cancer. Uh, I just didn't realize that she had an official portfolio, nor, by the way, that she was part of the administration, nor, by the way, that the second gentleman, Douglas Emhoff, Kamala Harris's husband, is part of the Biden-Harris administration. I've never even actually heard of an administration using two names, but listen, um, you need to you need to do it with Joe Biden to instill confidence in the administration because you have a 78 year old that doesn't remember his doesn't remember his talking points okay fine i just find it curious i find it interesting it's not the biggest of deals i just wanted to point out that there is this drip 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 of different standards about and for this administration so that after so much it just we become inured to it. We just become, I don't want to say numb. It just becomes part of the common expectation and the common parlance because no one's raising any questions. I I think a lot of questions need to be raised right now about Kamala Harris. You want to hear something interesting? Let me give you something interesting about Kamala Harris that I'm also guessing you may not have known. Did you know this? Her approval rating is upside down, according to the Trafalgar Group polling, which is one of the most respected polling firms in the country, the Trafalgar Group, bipartisan. It found out recently, just reported, that 60% of respondents, 58.6, can I call that 60? 60% of respondents said they were, quote, not confident at all that Kamala Harris is ready to be president, quote, based on her performance as vice president, close quote. Think about that. 60%. Now, what's her approval rating? Her approval rating is 38% by Gallup standards. 38% is the lowest Donald Trump ever went. So Kamala Harris now has... The lowest approval rating that Donald Trump had and yet I guess is still considered so much the better public official, so much the more enlightened public official, so much the public official we shouldn't criticize or hold to the same standards that we did Pence and Trump. Just a thought experiment, by the way, because you knew it would happen, and it certainly did. It surely did, like clockwork, that when Kamala Harris was nominated to be the vice president or the vice presidential candidate for Joe Biden, and throughout the campaign, including the convention, all these stories, all these essays about what it meant to young minority women in this country— That they now had someone they could look up to as a vice president, as vice presidential material, and then as elected vice president. So, for example, you saw stories like this at NBC on Inauguration Day. Kamala Harris gives American boys and girls a new face. Or another NBC story, Vice President Harris serving as role model for young women. How about another one, 10 fun ways to teach girls about strong l- women like Kamala Harris? Or how about this headline, The Harris Effect: Research suggests 5 ways that the VP can shape future generations. Or this headline, Kamala Harris's role model, r- role model and reminder of how far we still have to go. Not how far we've come, but how far we still have to go, funny enough. I could go on and on. I'll just give you the last headline here because it's too good not to. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris is the ultimate role model for me, writes one woman who is a minority. Okay, so if I can just peel this layer of onion a little bit with you in this thought experiment— She gets all these encomiums and attention as being a great role model for women. Why? Why? Was it her service as a U.S. senator? She was a U.S. senator for four years. That's it. For four years. What did she do as a U.S. senator that you can remind me of? Name one thing. You can't. How about attorney general? You can't. So it was all based on her gender and race. All of this role modelism was based on her gender and race. So here comes the question. Do you see the dangers of this and what Shelby Steele once called the stigma of questionable uh, competence, the stigma of questionable competence when you judge someone by their race? Do you now understand it? Because she's so good because of her race and now she's turning in poll numbers of 38 percent approval and 68 percent not wanting her to be president. Is that because of her race? Of course not. But neither, of course, not to the first thing, too. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. I I could be wrong about this. But I don't like it anyway, so I'm just going to say it and then we'll find out if I'm wrong or not. But uh, you you know that Nancy Pelosi created a January 6th committee, right? A committee to undertake the study of January 6th because so that hasn't been explored enough. And um, it'll be dominated by Democrats, of course. But Kevin McCarthy was given five picks for the January 6th committee. And um, I just got to tell you – Outside of Jim Jordan, who is one of them, and I'm grateful that he is on this committee, um, I just don't know the others. I don't know who they are. And I think it's a squandered opportunity to kick butt. Um, Maybe you know who they are, and I'm wrong. But the others are Jim Banks of Indiana, Rodney Davis, who is known as a moderate, Kelly Armstrong from North Dakota, Troy Nels of Texas, meaning no disrespect to any of them. I just don't know what they're made of, and I don't know what kind of signal any of this sends. There are reasons in some respects for some of these picks. For example, it says in Politico that this last one, Troy Nels, is, um, is uh, someone who helped and supported the Capitol Police in turning back rioters on January 6th. For that, he deserves much acclaim. Um, but I, I, I just – when it comes to the public display, more importantly, the public theater of all of this, I want Republican congressmen with their hair on fire denouncing the Democrats for – this Saul Alinsky effort that they're engaged in. Again, there's no Republican who owes any apology for what they did say or didn't say on January 6th, because every Republican I know of denounced it, and not a single person who was involved in January 6th was any Republican I knew of or had any responsibility or had given any speeches on behalf of the party in any kind of form beyond Uh, a living room, none of them were elected officials so far as I know. I have to tell you, the notion that we have to be attached and constantly on the defense for this melee of misfits is an ongoing obnoxiousness, but it is political warfare by other means that Nancy Pelosi well understands, and I worry Kevin McCarthy may not. I really do. I worry Kevin McCarthy may not. I um I also don't like the idea, quite honestly, that the American people are going to be treated to a bunch of people they have never seen before, that don't come with already established recognition and credibility. Congressmen in our party who have been in this fight before and know how to be in this fight as they have been before, particularly during— the two impeachments, or during the bar questioning, or during the Mueller report, these are not names that were part and parcel of the truly loyal opposition. Again, I'm hoping to be proven wrong, but listen, if if they're gonna bring a knife, I know Obama. I I know Obama once said we bring a gun based on based on um, the untouchables. But if they're going to bring a knife, I'd like us to at least bring a knife. I'd like us to at least bring a knife. Does that make sense? And here it looks like they're bringing a knife. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. They may be bringing a gun. But in either respect, we're bringing... I don't know. If they're bringing a knife or a gun, it appears we're bringing marshmallows to the s'mores cookout. And that's just not the way... We're supposed to be doing politics right now, not if you plan to win, not if you plan to convince the American people of the junk thought and rot that constitutes the progressive left just now. Tina's in Star Valley. Happy Monday, Tina.
0: Happy Monday to you. And um, I was going to talk about Kamala Harris. But yeah, I you can. You can away. do anything you want and both. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I'm the, the January 6th, Debacle. I I listened to uh, Dennis Prager this morning talking to Julie Kelly. Um, I am so upset and horrified at what has happened to these people that have been kept in solitary confinement, uh, not allowed to have their attorneys properly, um, you know, support them. Um, I mean, this it, this is political prisoner. Yes, it and is. Uh, this is so blatant and so unapologetic. Uh, is there no end to this evil?
1: No, and we, and when will we be rid of this? These meddlesome priests. I, yeah, maybe there's an yeah. end. Yeah, uh, I know. Thank you. Is that what Beckett. we were looking for? Oh my for?
0: gosh, you quoted Beckett.
1: <laughs> is that what we were looking for? But that, but there may be an yeah. end, Tina. There may be. It just, it's something we're going to have to wait for. See, I was thinking also on the ride in today. You know, I was I was listening to a, an old. Um, uh, Reagan campaign announcement circa 1979. And I was thinking, you know, his great gift of communication um, only works when it can appeal to the common sense of the American people. And the unanswered question in my head is, do we still have that common sense to appeal to? I wonder what you think to that question, by the way. Is there a common sense in the American people to appeal to, or has it been eroded?
0: I think it's been eroded. I think there are those of us who are are hyper uh, sensitive to the common sense because we are surrounded by those for whom it makes no sense anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people who are saying, you know, like Joe Biden says, well, January 6th, you know, uh, uh, nothing happened. uh, You know, that was it was so bad that it was the Civil War was just, you know, maybe as bad. Um, you know, and there are people who nod their heads sagely, and I just want to go. Are you people insane? Yeah,
1: I was talking to someone the other day who was telling me the Capitol has never been evacuated, and I, like the uh, like this or never been evacuated. I, I and I I just said, well, I don't know. I was there on nine eleven, and I seem to remember Congressman fleeing on uh, masse and having to carry Jean Kirkpatrick out because she couldn't walk very well. The Capitol has been right. evacuated any number of times. The idea yeah, that it was and evacuated and stopped business for four hours is just not something that changed anyone's life. It just isn't.
0: Well, and and all of the, I mean, Julie Kelly is so fantastic, and she really chronicles all the other uh, incidents which were so violent. You know, the Kavanaugh hearings were just the the. the, the
1: oh, that's the a great case. point. I wanted to return to that. Can you hold? I got to take a quick break. I want to pick up on that sure, point. Sure, sure. Thank, Thank you. you, Tina. I appreciate it. I'm Seth Leipsin. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Tina, thanks for waiting. You were mentioning how uh, you had heard uh, on uh, Dennis's show, um, Julie was talking about the lack of concern over when the left has occupied and stopped the operations of democracy. One example would have been the shutting down of the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, to be sure, I'm still energized about the 2011 storming of the Wisconsin state capitol. Hell, you know what, Tina? I'm mad about Texas legislators fleeing their constitutional roles oh, and duties in yeah. Texas, depriving the majority of the vote that they elected um, into office. All of these things yes. are disruptions of democracy.
0: Yes, yes. And she mentioned the Wisconsin and oh, the, the Brett Kavanaugh. Good. Um, you know, and, and the, the, the contrast. Um, you know i have been reading about some of these people who are are political prisoners the january six people and it's just breaking my heart it's it's so well and it's really scary and one of the uh... one of the things i want to segue slightly into um, i am good friends with uh, author jim bovard you know james bovard uh... he's written many many books and uh... about the corruption of government um, oh, Bovard, B O V A R D. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and his daughter I'm, I'm, is quite I'm,
1: prolific uh, too. I think it's his daughter. Yes.
0: Yeah, he is. Uh, he's kind of an old friend. He's I been around of a long time.
1: time. I remember going, Yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing oh. him at Heritage Foundation events. Uh, he worked for that, yeah, Cato, I think, yeah. but he would show up a lot. Yeah.
0: Yep, and his you know one of his first books was Lost Rights, um, and he's just he wrote an article recently, and I'll see if I can't. Uh, send it to you, uh, an email, but he wrote about the FBI and the uh, the NSA uh, colluding. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, it, I think it really relates to this January 6th, because there is a, a kind of a, a global effort to uh, really get rid of the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. It, I mean, it, that's the way I see it. And, you know, what they're doing is they're, they're sliming in to, they, they pick off people. To, to do this too, and you know, okay, let's see if, how many people we can get away with that we will we will just treat them as if there were no Constitution, no Bill of Rights. If, you know, we're in in Cuba, we're in Venezuela. This is the yes. Um, this
1: is why there is no compunction about supporting La Revolucion, yes. right? The revolution. Yeah. yeah,
0: and 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 you know, Jim wrote uh, this recent article about the collusion. I mean, really, like like uh, absolute out-and-out, uh, uh, out bald-faced collusion of the FBI and the NSA. I think he was referencing Tucker Carlson's, uh, you know, statement that the NSA was, you know, was, was uh, violent. Oh,
1: probably so. And, probably so. Yeah. Uh, yes. The, Can you know, send that to me? I'd be very interested in reading that.
0: I shall. And he and, you know, it. it I think it relates to this this uh, this January 6th. I think they're trying to see how much they can get away with uh, where I, – I just fear. I, I fear that the only response that is going to make any difference is going to be a violent response, and I do not want that. I've been – you know, I lived in third-world countries, you know, like Jamaica. I was during in Jamaica during martial law of uh, mobs in the streets. I saw it. And, uh, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll have a civil war. It's like, no, you don't really want that. It's ugly, messy, and a lot of innocent people get hurt bad. Um, but I think that's where we're headed. Yeah, we
1: really I, yeah I, I'm very worried about it. Um, I, um, I, I'm very worried about it particularly because the administration keeps ramping up the rhetoric and the yeah. violent rhetoric. They are the ones that keep talking about a civil war. They are the ones who keep talking about Republicans as uh, fascists. They are the ones yes. that um, are exploiting violence in order uh, a one a one time violent effort by six ten thousandths of a percent of Trump supporters as right. as as a Reichstagian fire to silence all conservatives or at least to make them beyond the pale and in intermention. I'm very worried yeah. about this. This is yeah. what and the, this and, is what and author, you know, authoritarian and tyranny uh, regimes do from Yeah. From, from Nazi Germany at, to the Castro's Cuba.
0: Yeah, and they're coming at us also from the vaccination point of view. Yes. Well, if you're not vaccinated, you know, you're you're a Nazi. Of you're course. hurting me. Yes. I mean, I ran into somebody at the gym the other day it was like, I think everybody needs to be forced to be vaccinated. I'm just standing there going, you know, I
1: Maybe, they, maybe she thinks away. they need to blow, blow their own nose, too. I, if you're vaccinated, you're safe. So you tell us. So leave me alone. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Trades Unlimited for all your roofing needs. They want me to tell you about their expertise right now in foam roofing. Foam roofs help insulate your home from the extreme Arizona heat, but also from noises, exterior noises, and most importantly, from water leaks. I know the folks at Trades Unlimited. I've used them. I have gone down to their offices and warehouse and know them. They have an A-plus rating at the BBB, and I understand why. The hot summer sun is perfect for foam recoats. Protect your roof before the foam beneath the coating gets compromised. Do it with Trades Unlimited, where the quality and service is not just what you will expect, but what you will see. Don't wait until it's too late for all your roofing needs. Repair, inspection, replace, Call Trades Unlimited at 480 483 1775 or visit them online at tradesunlimited.com. That's the company I use. Mike is in Scottsdale. Hi, Mike.
2: Hi, Seth. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Um, hey, I, I, that, that lady that was just on um, made me want to call in. Um, I, I'm getting so tired of the president and others uh That are high up in office and low uh saying that January sixth is the worst ever attack on america it's just not
1: it's I mean, just not know,
2: no, no it's not number one, it would be nine eleven of course uh-huh. i you know taking down two giant buildings and killing three thousand people
1: for which but, the capital was also evacuated
2: yes of course, right I didn't even think about that, but uh, also, I believe in the '60s, uh, the the Weathermen underground tried to bomb the Capitol, or, or did bomb part of the Capitol. Seventy-two,
1: I think it was. I think it was early 72. '70s. Yeah. They all
2: they also did blow up the Pentagon, and uh, the and I'm sure at that time the Capitol was, uh, <laughs> you know, evacuated, and and the Capitol building was burned to the ground in the late 1800s. So, um, you know, so, so for, for them to sit here and say all this stuff. And for the press to report it just shows their ignorance, and, and it just drives me absolutely batty that nobody's even mentioning any of these. They, they just say, "Oh, you know, they're they're just so nice to the press and and all the other people that are saying this and letting them get away with it." Here's an interesting thing nuts.
1: I just pulled up as you were uh, talking, Mike. If you'll if if you'll forgive me mm-hmm. for doing it,
2: I'm glad you pulled it up because uh, yeah, I didn't no, want to. I, yeah, <laughs> I just
1: wanted us to get it. So 1971, according Uh to History.com, a bomb explodes in the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., causing $300 worth of damage. A group calling itself the Weather Underground claimed credit for the bombing. Now, what's interesting is if you go back to the archives of The New York Times, it's eerie. If you go to the September 11th edition of the New York Times in 2001, so printed before the attack obviously, it hit your, you know, hit hit your doorstep the morning of January, excuse me, of September 11th, 2001. There's a profile of Bill Ayers. Remember that name? He was Barack Obama's uh, financial and political consigliere in Chicago. Bill he Ayer's was in the married, Yes, him. he was a weatherman, a retired weatherman. The headline of that story about him is, I would do it all over again. Oh he would God. engage in those Capitol Hill bombings and all the other weather ground illegal activity all over again. Yeah,
2: and and he is a professor at, I believe, Columbia University No, I now. think
1: University of Illinois-Chicago. But okay. in any event, you're right, a tenured professor with a ton of money at his disposal— uh, from, and teaching our children. Yes. From a, from from several left wing endowments that uh, Stanley Kurtz has exposed. But I want you to think about that. Think about that. Here is Barack Obama's um, you know, closest consigliere saying he would have done it all over again. And we have to flagellate ourselves again and again and again for something we had no responsibility for or interest uh, in defending. I mean, I assume you criticized it. I did. I changed my monologue Mm -hmm. that day to condemn it. I just don't know why I have to have it as a millstone around my neck. 500 misfits who have no agenda that I can find discernible and who seem to have no ability to take over the reins of government any greater than sitting at a desk and taking a selfie of yourself. I'm sorry. It's just after four hours of confusion not a threat to our democracy. It's not. Well, And I'm no more responsible for that than Bernie Sanders is responsible for the shooting at the Capitol Hill baseball game. Perhaps he's more right. responsible than I am for January 6th.
2: Well, he is responsible in the fact that he didn't uh, look into it or or uh, condemn
1: it well i will say the entire progressive left is responsible for yep. papering over and ignoring all the violence on their side as mm-hmm. if last summer didn't happen that's what they want you to think by the way that last summer did not happen it just didn't oh, and, if know, you've ever and I, talked to someone about this from the other side they will tell you oh you're overstating it this was all peaceful oh. if not mostly peaceful
2: yeah, and, and uh, during I remember during the um, Desert Storm, um, uh, I was glued to the set for a lot of that. And my favorite character in Desert Storm was Baghdad Bob. Yeah, and he would sit there and uh, say, "Oh, we are having this is the best thing we are have the Americans on the run," and and and, and behind him were are bombing. Just like Ali Velshi inter- of MSNBC, libigation. right? Yes. You know. And so that's exactly what was going on, uh, you know, last year, last uh, summer. Uh, same exact thing. The press, CNN, all those guys, oh, nothing. It's, it's, you know, there's a little bit of stuff, but it's not bad. And, and in the meantime, back in the background, you're watching cities burn to the ground. It just I, I don't understand why people can't. They're, they're watching it on CNN. Why can't you see that and put two and two together?
1: Well... I think at bottom they believe what they did last summer was justifiable and justified, and yet they know it puts them in an inconsistent position. You combine their justification for what took place last summer, innumerable series of physicians and public health experts giving permission for the rioting last summer, saying that racism was just as much a public health threat as COVID – And you put that together with Nancy Pelosi saying people will do what people will do when she was asked about the rioting in her hometown, her birth town of Baltimore. And they realize they have a problem. So the way to deal with the problem of the inconsistency is to memory hole it. Pretend it didn't exist. And make what happened on January 6th a new and novel thing. I am more responsible for January 6th then China is for the Wuhan virus. That's the world we're in.
2: <laughs> well, thank you for letting me get that up. Of course, I Mike. Hope, that's why I we're here. I hope we continue to you... remind people about the capital being burned to the ground when they bring this stuff up because it's just ridiculous.
1: Thank you, sir. Very thank much. You. you betcha. I'm <clears throat> Seth. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Sonia is in Goodyear. Sonia or Sonia? Sorry, I didn't want to misstate your name.
3: No problem. It's Sonia.
1: Thank you, Sonia.
3: (laughs) So I think that what has happened is we have been gaslighted once again, and the Democrats do a very good job of it, you know, trying to sell this, and I call this a rowdy protest Mm -hmm. on January 6th. Mm -hmm. Clearly not an insurrection, but you know they keep selling it and selling it and selling it and feeding it to the media and repeating it and repeating it, and I I, I even hear Republicans calling it an insurrection. Please, we are so easily manipulated, and it's just it's horrific. We, it, we need to just call it what it is and keep feeding it back to them. It's what do you what do you call it protest. by the way?
1: What do you call it by the way?
3: I called it a rowdy protest. Good. Yeah, that's all it was. I'm happy to call the it violent if that clearly... satisfies
1: anyone's equation. It was – It there the people got hurt, hence violent. It well, was not an insurrection. No one has been charged with minute. insurrection. Insurrection is actually a federal crime, um, and no one has been charged with it. There were no – wait a minute. No guns seized. How did people seized. get hurt? Sorry?
3: But how did people get hurt? They were trampled?
1: People got hurt in the melee, yeah. Police officers, several police yes. officers were injured. Um, that doesn't happen yeah, if I it's don't nonviolent.
3: violent badly though I well mean, i don't I guess, either but i'm, I'm not going to guess
1: I, I i don't want any police officer of any kind ever harmed in this no country. i don't want that yeah. either. no
3: but you know the, there was very little destruction um you know and the, they kept trying to sell all these deaths as as be, having been Oh, i know someone them,
1: on our side i know someone on our side who said to me Well, a Capitol police officer was hit in the head with a fire hydrant or something. I said, "Mm, "No, that was the that goes to the point. This person was on our side, that." And I had to show him the story. This was as recently as a week ago. It shows you how important Mm -hmm. the first narrative is. It sticks, right?
3: Yeah, and the Democrats—they used to call it the wrap-up smear. If you watch Nancy Pelosi. You know, there's a video out there, talk, her talking about the wrap-up smear, which she, she, you know, blames on the Republicans as their political tactic. But it's what they do, and they do it very well, early and often. And once that first narrative is out there, even if it becomes, uh, you know, known that it's a lie, it still doesn't matter. be it's interesting. It's I don't think down.
1: anyone would do this survey. There's no money in it, but it would be interesting to think about how many people— um, how many people think the covington high school student uh was in the wrong you know when 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 uh, approached by uh those uh, radical activists it would be interesting it, right it would be interesting to know i bet a lot of people don't realize that not only was he vindicated um but that he won uh slander he won defamation uh, uh, settlements from major media corporations, Nick Sandman, I wonder how many people think he 's still guilty, probably more than fifty percent that 's how powerful the first narrative is, even for people on our side. anyway, thank you sonia very much i 'm Seth Lison six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero be right back.